Hi there, and welcome to the Love or Leave the Law podcast with your hosts, Adam Olette and Casey Berman. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Love or Leave the Law podcast. I'm here with my co-host, Casey Berman. Casey, say hey. Hey, everybody. This is Adam Olette, and today we're going to be talking about a pretty interesting topic. It's one near and dear to Casey's heart because he talks to people all the time through his practice, uh, Leave Law Behind, about this very topic. And today is about the early signs you're on the way out of the law. We're going to touch on some points here that you need to be aware of. If you find yourself resonating with any of these points, then maybe it's time to talk to Casey and discuss your options. But regardless, even if you're somewhere in the middle where you're on the fence and and you don't really hate the law, but you don't love it, these are things to be aware of because the more you can understand uh, some of the topics we're going to touch on today, we're going to talk about boredom and being depressed and not wanting to go to work and stuff like that. The more you can understand the psychology and the uh, energeticness behind these topics, the more you can shift out of these types of problems. So Casey, let me start by asking you about this top one that we're going to talk about, about boredom. What is wrong yeah. with being bored in your career? You know, I'm, I'm, Adam, I'm, I'm really happy we're, we're covering it in, uh, in this episode. And, you know, boredom isn't necessarily bad. I think today, nowadays, with our connected world, we're always trying to avoid boredom. We, you see people at the bus stop or wherever just on their phones. We always need to be doing something. So I do want to start off by saying that sometimes I want to be bored. I, I think it's great to be bored, to stare off and reflect and not be searching on your phone or not have to be doing something or getting FOMO, you know, fear of missing out. So first off, I do want to say in general, I think boredom is a great thing. We need it in our life because it, it, when we get bored, it helps our mind think in different ways and do things that our, our fast paced life otherwise doesn't let us do. But I do think that if you have too much boredom in something that's as important to you or takes up so much of your time as your job, what that can do can lead to depression, it can lead to a lack of self-worth, it can lead to a lot of the things that, that attorneys suffer with. And so the issue with boredom is, is when your, your job or what you're working on just really isn't challenging enough for you, where it's something that you're really just not interested in. I see this all the time, as, as many people know, and I'll just give a, a quick refresher, I leave law behind, you know, what I work with are attorneys who are just at the point where they, they want to leave the law. Uh, for many reasons. But one of the main reasons we see is that they just don't care. And boredom comes a lot out of just not caring. There's not a connection to something. And so I always encourage people like like Iraq, like we in law school, you know, really to issue spot. And one thing where boredom comes from is the fact that we're not connected to something. We're not in alignment with our day-to-day job responsibilities. We're not in alignment or connected with our client or with what we're doing. We're just putting together Word documents. We're just copying and pasting. We're just doing the same case over and over. And granted, it's important to that particular client, but if we be a little bit selfish and in a positive way for us, we're just doing the same you-know-what over and over again. And so while not every job's perfect, nothing's perfect in life, you know, if it's just this consistent and overwhelming boredom and something that is so important to you as your job, you know, that's going to lead to a disconnectedness. And when you don't have that connectedness to something, it sort of avalanches and waterfalls and all these other analogies that you want to use to a lot of other things, depression, stress, 
uh, uh, disconnectedness, lack of self-worth, I'm not worth anything, da, da, da. So that's really when, when you notice that there's this element of boredom, what, what you're really noticing is that you're just not, in many ways, you're just not connected to what you're doing from nine to five or eight to six, or as we know on Saturdays and Sundays, because attorneys work so much. Yeah. I can tell you some stories from my own career as a lawyer. And I've talked a little bit about this, but I'm going to expand upon it today because this is part and parcel of what I had issues with in the law towards the end and where I was like, well, I've had enough and I've satiated it. Like we've talked about uh, in one of the previous issues, I I use that word satiate. And that has a lot to do with being bored, right? I mean, for me, it was early on, I was working on stuff that I really didn't like to work on. And as I became a partner with the uh, the guy that I had started with as an associate. And I started to be able to control my reality in terms of being a lawyer. I was his partner, and I had a 50-50 say in everything. And, and I started to decide for myself what it is I wanted to work on every day. And then as he and I split after 10 years and for the past eight or nine years, being uh, out there totally in charge of my own life and, and clearly had a partner, but the fact is I was the one in charge. Yeah, I was exclusively doing what I really liked. But the thing is, I was teaching the same things over and over and over, and I was out talking about the same things over and over. And the reason for that is because there was a limited amount of things that I really liked doing in the law. Yeah. And even though I was doing those things like we talked about, Casey, do more of what you love, I just got to the point where it was enough. And now with the career that I have, I have unlimited potential in terms of teaching a multitude of topics. And and Casey, you and I have talked about the fact that we're never going to run out of topics to talk about on this podcast, just because there is that much to talk about. But as far as real estate law and what I was doing at the time, um, we we had, I think, 50,000, 60,000 views on our YouTube channel. And I was teaching realtors about contract law. And I was uh, out networking and, and doing all that stuff. And, and to a certain extent, I still love doing that. And I am still doing a lot of that, and even with the new work I'm doing. But I got to the point where it was like, I, I'm tired of teaching about contracts. And yeah. it was bored. I was bored. That's the bottom line. And so for me, it's like I wanted to look at something different and not in the law because I had tried loads of things in the law. And I've talked to people that right. were young attorneys and I asked them, well, is there any other parts of the law that you really could align with? But for me, 18 years, it was, it was enough. You know, I was bored. And so the practice to me wasn't challenging. It was, it gotten to the point where it was easy to do what I was doing and I need a challenge. And a lot of us are in that place where we need challenges. Don't you think? And you know, I no, without a doubt. And my own, from my own personal experience, you know, I had a job that so many attorneys aspire to. This was back from uh, 2000 to 04. I was in-house counsel of a of a software company here in San Francisco. We had the dot-com office um, and everything, and it was great. I mean, I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, there were other things I wanted to do there. This is right before I left law. This was kind of one of the first seminal threshold moments in my life in, in, uh, in June and July of 2004, which we can get into more detail on another podcast. But I think the the main issue for me really was um, I was doing the same thing over and over again, licensing agreements, negotiating, and it was great experience. I'm happy that I started it. I could still pick up and kind of do it today. Like I get it. 
But after a while, you go, okay, well, I'm I'm bored, and I'm here at the end of the quarter, and sales guys are looking at me, and I'm trying to negotiate. And there came a point where there could have been one path where there was more room to develop, or there could have been other where the path where I went where where there weren't, and that's why I left. And yeah. I think you see this in in legal jobs as well as non-law jobs. There's so many, uh, you know, people I know kind of outside of the law who are finding boredom in their own jobs. So you know, I tell people once you leave. You know, this is kind of a, a consistent refresh and reinvigoration that we all need to go through um, in life. But I think what's important, you know, for our audience is that if you're seeing this boredom, if you're if you're just not connecting, that this could be one an opportunity uh, for what you you talk about, Adam, to to find a way to love it again, to find new ways within the law, to find new practices, new people to work with, whatever it is, or to really start considering that you know what. If I'm not really going to be able to to find a connection or an alignment, that's that's enough for me. I should consider leaving. Yeah, and and I didn't consider leaving because I was bored. It was a factor in it, but yeah, part of the reason why I started to teach and and get out and do more uh, workshops and and do that kind of stuff was because I was bored. I had done thousands and thousands of closings and and done hundreds and hundreds of different loan documents for banks. And even though paralegals were working on a lot of it, it was still very similar stuff. And this is, I think, part of the problem with being a lawyer is that there isn't enough variety in the niche that you are in. And it doesn't matter what niche you're in. There isn't a lot of variety when you're an estate planning attorney, a family law attorney, a litigator. A lot of it's the same thing over and over. It's crazy, Adam, because... When you think about it, when you go through career services, there's two, maybe three jobs we learn about in law school, litigation and transaction. Yeah. Maybe a third, like in the government or policy or academia, you know, I'll throw that out there. But really, there's two types of jobs, litigation and transaction. And then within that, all the sub areas. And so when I talk with people, it's crazy when I talk with people from LeaveLawBehind.com and they go, well, what else am I going to do? How can I transfer my skills? I'm so bored being a litigator or I'm so stressed or whatever. And when I talk to them about all the jobs, the non-law alternative career jobs that are out there, content marketing, operations, uh, 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 trust and safety, customer support, on and on, uh, uh, compliant. I could go on. We'll save that for another time. (laughs) You know, when I think about all these jobs, they, they immediately, they don't say it, but their point is, Whoa. First of all, I had no idea. And second of all, it's this realization, whether they know it or not, that there's all this exciting stuff out there that that they didn't realize. And there's all these opportunities to not be bored in their jobs. And that's what's so exciting is we really have these blinders on as attorneys that there is just so much out there. The problem is we don't know about it. And that's where Leave Law Behind comes in, where you come in. But there is just such another world out there. And I think with you, you know, when you left, you've told me your story. It's inspired me. But you know, you sort of created this on your own where you leave the law and then you kind of get into kind of a public speaking and life coaching and then online marketing and email marketing and and all the psychology behind marketing and how you build podcasts like you've sort of found and, and found all these new jobs on your own. And I I feel your energy, you know, through through the video chat. And so uh, I think the big thing is when you do realize that you're bored and what you're doing, one 
really act on that. Really, Don't just shy away from it. Really realize that is a sign that your body and your mind and the universe is telling you to, to really take seriously. And I think, too, really realize that you shouldn't be bored all the time in life. You should be excited about getting up in the morning and going to do your thing. Um, that's not just something that you should poo-poo, but that that real excitement in life, granted there's going to be boring mornings, you're still going to have to go to the DMV, et cetera, et cetera, but there, that excitement and, and a lack of boredom should be something that is really the majority, if not the super majority in your life. Yeah, I loved your um, your post on your blog this week about your unique genius. And one of the, and if you guys haven't seen that video, you need to go to Casey's website and, and check for the unique genius. Uh, where Where were you recording that? In my home office. In yeah. your home office. Okay. But you're yeah. doing the one before that at uh, what's... The, yeah, the one before I did actually, we were at, uh, at AT&T Park. Oh, okay. Here's I thought that was the one. The giant but, stadium. Yeah. yeah. But That's the, two the, weeks ago. Two weeks yes. ago. But the one on Unique Genius was interesting because you talk about how you're using your unique genius now, and I'm using my unique genius with what we're doing even with this podcast. But even when you're using your unique genius, you do have the considerations that some stuff will be boring. So don't take this topic that we're talking about. We're going to move on from boredom here because I'm getting bored with the topic of boredom. <laughs> but one of the things you, you, you can realize, and you started out with this, Casey, is that you will be bored sometimes in life. But the other thing about the world today is that some of us go through multiple careers because we get bored until we find that one career that we absolutely love that we probably yeah. will never get bored with. So don't hang your hat on the law or any other career. Uh, you may go through multiple iterations of different types of things until you find that very one thing that you absolutely love and can't live without. So. Yeah. And I know, Adam, you bring up a great point and we'll jump to the next topic. I just want to take 30 seconds to, to close the loop on that. But that's a fantastic point, because one thing I do tell people I work with who leave law behind is when you're looking to leave, there's a job coming up, an opportunity, you're doing informational interviews, you're interviewing and so on. You want to make a determination is, is this the ideal, perfect job for me? Does it totally align with my unique genius? Nothing's total. But is it really like the one? Or is it more of a stepping stone? Is it 65% there and it's a stepping stone to something else and I'm going to be here for a year and then I'm going to move on to something else? And both are great. Yeah. There is no right or wrong. But it's more of just realizing what the what the dynamic, kind of being mindful, like mm -hmm. this is not the perfect job, but boy, it's a great stepping stone out. Yeah. And so the idea that, well, I'm going to work with Casey or listen to this podcast or I'm going to go do something and I'm going to find the perfect job. Not at all. And I think I wanted that. And I, I really realized that in 10 years, what I'm going to, I don't even know what I'm going to be doing. You don't know what you're going to be doing. Very true. And I want to re, re, uh, uh, incarnate, you know, reinvent myself depending on the new technology or really how I can add value to the world. So I do think it's very important to say that, you know, it's a journey and just really enjoy each of these steps. And for many people who are listening right now, if you're bored or depressed and so on and want to leave or change your practice, that's just where you are now, That's and it's just all incremental. So I agree. It's totally aligned with everything we're talking about in terms of even if it's 65%, as long as it's better than where you were. And we will talk more about using your intuition, living from your heart space. <clears throat> Uh, and that is really where your power comes from to determine what is best for you. So and, get, and getting that momentum, as long as you right. feel that momentum moving forward, right. right? And it it is about momentum. It's about putting one step in front of the next. That's uh, right. You know the the old adage: uh, a, a journey of a thousand miles starts with the first. It's true. It's true. And it so is. if you feel stuck and you're bored, 
with the, the law, it is about taking that first step towards a new life and something that you can That's really right. love or taking that first step towards really loving the law. It, but it, don't stay where you are if you are bored. That's the key. That's right. So let's move on to the next topic, which is one that is kind of uh, <laughs> depressing. It's depression. You know, when, when you're, <laughs> there's nothing else. Other than, when you're in a state of depression, especially around your career, what do you do with that, Casey? I mean, if you yeah. if you don't feel good about your life as a lawyer, how do you work with that? And then how do you move past it? What are some of the tips that you have for people that might be feeling depressed listening to this? Yeah, it's really hard. Uh, I have uh, kind of suffered my own from anxiety, uh, not from depression, but I've had people, I don't think, maybe slightly, I've had people around me who have. What I've really learned, uh, you know, first off is that it's it's a real thing, right? Um, even though it's it, it doesn't show as sort of signs on your body or it's not a cut or a broken arm or something, you know, it is a real thing. It's a it's a real effect on you. And, um, you know, the first thing is to understand that it's real. And I know people may say, well, of course, I'm feeling bad, but there's such a stigma in society against it. And so to kind of disconnect from it, and say, I'm suffering from something, right? Um, that, that's really the, the first step. And I'm not a, a professional here, but having dealt from it um, in kind of my own layman's terms and just sort of in real life uh, through people who are close to me and also through people, um, through Leave Law Behind, really recognizing that it is a real thing and giving yourself credit that you are suffering from this is, is really the first step. Um, and I think what that does is it, it helps you to stop fighting yourself. Uh, unfortunately our society, uh, still has that stigma and it can be very negative and we're supposed to sweep this stuff under the rug. And so to not do that, I would say is, is sort of the first step. Um, the second step that I would say, not really step, but just a kind of thing to keep in mind is that you're not alone. Um, particularly, uh, with lawyers, uh, Dan Lukasik, someone who's guest blogged, um, who I consider a friend. I've mentioned him before. He's in Buffalo, New York. He runs a phenomenal website, lawyerswithdepression.com. Again, that's lawyerswithdepression.com. Uh, he is uh, has tons of resources out there. Uh, I, Adam, I want to get him on the show and have him talk about this. I hope he's a, a recurring guest for us. And so he's done phenomenal work out there. And so I think the second thing to keep in mind is that you're not alone. There are those resources out there. And you're not alone also just as a, a person suffering from it, but also that um, it's something that we see in the industry. Uh, the statistics bear it out. Dan has a ton of resources there and, and, and uh, you know, uh, uh, studies that he's shown and actual real life stories about that. You know, I think the, the third thing that I keep in mind is, um, you know, kind of finding, you know, what the cause is, like what's, what's causing it. It could be chemical. Um, it could be genetic. You know, those are things that a professional you want to look to. Yeah, for uh, sure. You know, you might want to go into medication or, uh, or find other alternative ways to do it. Medication isn't always the way to go, but but there's something that you 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 know to find some sort of solution because sometimes you just don't you don't want to get out of bed and and all that. So focusing kind of specifically on on the law, you know what I what I what I say is that when you do get the help, when you do realize that, when when you are able to get a little bit of momentum, the idea really is to is to kind of focus on your emotions. And understand, I'm hoping for people to see that so much that, that's out there. There is so much 
beyond the law. Because when you think about what causes depression, whether it's a lack of motivation, whether it's boredom, a lack of self-worth, whether it's a certain type of programming, when you see all of the alternative jobs that are out there, all the different ways to make money, when you see about all the different ways to add value and so on, um, you know, I really firmly believe that when you see all of these different ways that you could live your life, um, that can be a great way to, if not totally eliminate the depression, to severely mitigate it, to get your mind moving elsewhere, to get you thinking in ways and emotions that aren't about depression. I mean, I'd much rather have you be angry and just excited about something than just sort of depressed yeah. and, and wounded in that way, right? So. Those are a few of the things that that I talk about with with people I work with leave law behind and that, you know, a lot of really smart, caring people and resources in the world have sort of have sort of shared with me. Well, I think uh, on my end, I've not ever been per se depressed because of my job, but I can tell you that I've been saddened and angered and irritated and and just uh, threw my hands up a lot of times, but I think depression is a signal to us that something's wrong. It's like if there's a yeah. pain in your body somewhere, you're going to find out the reason for why that pain is there. And so if you've got emotional pain that comes from being depressed, it's a signal to us. One, I think Casey's spot on. You need to maybe go find some professional help to talk through it, to start to uncover some of the reasons for it. But it is a signal that something isn't right in your life. And so if you are depressed, uh, it's a, it's a uh, sign to you that there's something on the other side that needs to be taken care of. And, and on the other side, I mean there's something outside of the law that you really need to look at and to start to make your way out of the law. Because if you're in a state of depression, the problem that we have as a profession right now is that we have rampant drug abuse and alcoholism. We know this because the state bar associations are really struggling to figure out what to do with this problem, even local bar associations. And, and a lot of times the um, solutions are, let's make them do CLEs. Uh, what the hell is that going to do for make someone do a CLE about the, the issues around alcohol? If, if someone is delving into these things and drinking, they, they know that they're doing this. And, yeah. and part of the problem that I see with using alcohol or drugs or food, I was one to use food even as a child to cover up the feelings that I don't like to feel, is that it is not a solution. It isn't. So the reason we're doing this podcast is if you're in some trouble and you have some problems is to help you to see a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel. And so yeah. depression uh, on in my world for people that I've talked to, and, and I've known lawyers that were depressed, <clears throat> Uh, it's a reason to start to get out. I mean, That's stop. Right. It, it, depression, if you study it, and I've studied it in small ways, and I'm not a psychologist, and I'm not a doctor, and, and we neither of us hold ourselves out to be, and we're just here to give you some practical advice on some issues. But depression, when you're in depression, it's a, it's a figure eight. You come down and you go up, and you come down and you go up, and you just keep going through these cycles, and it's not a good thing for anybody, not for you, yeah. for your family, for your children, if you have them, clearly not for your clients or your staff. You're making yourself yeah. miserable and everybody miserable. So I think it's a red flag to you to start to uh, wake up and to get some help, talk it over, uncover the reasons for the depression. It may not be the law that's causing you to be depressed, but a lot of people are. Um, and if, if there's one thing, you know, a lot of people could say, oh, thanks, Adam. Thanks, Casey. You're telling you're you're telling me I'm depressed. I already knew that. 
I think if there's one thing I'd like people to to come away from this is that that there many times, be it society or be it the laws, we're not supposed to admit we're depressed. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of lawyers are supposed to be the the adult in the room. We're supposed to be strong. We're supposed to know it all. Uh, you know, I hear so much. There's one client that I was talking with who said, you know, I'm making so much money. Um, I'm I have a good job. I have a, a, a job that's full of stature. I'm a lawyer, so on and so forth. And, uh, you know, I, people won't believe me. People will shun me if I say I'm depressed. Like I'm not supposed to be depressed. Yeah. We as attorneys are not supposed to be depressed because we've got so much going for us. We've got a great job. And that, I think, is what holds so many people back from what everything you and I have talked about in the past 10 minutes, which is finding help, which is uh, seeing what else uh, that there's a light at the end of the tunnel. And they just soldier through and they use something, alcohol or food or whatever it is to to, you know, mitigate the the pain. Um, but it keeps coming. And so I just want to encourage everybody that you're a human uh, there, there's a, a, you know, the, there's your ultimate self that you can attain. There's so much out there in the world. And if, if you're feeling depressed about it, like you said, Adam, it's a signal. And the other thing is that it's okay to admit it. Yeah. It's okay to say as a lawyer that you don't know everything. It's fine. It's well, okay. Yeah. And, and on, on my perspective, when you look at society projecting on us, uh, and telling us that we have a great job and that we should be happy with what we're doing. It's a bunch of bullshit. Don't tell me what I should feel. And so I think that's a, the, the disconnect that's right. that most lawyers have is, well, why don't I feel good with this? Why don't I love being a lawyer? And that's because you may have been told you should be a lawyer and you didn't choose right. it for yourself or you're staying in it because you think that you have to. Uh, and I think that's part of the, the problem and disconnect that we have as a profession. Society thinks that law school is a good idea. So loads of people go. Now, I think that is shifting and it's changing from what I can see in terms of the numbers and the stuff being released from uh, various bar associations and law schools and stuff like that. But don't feel that there's something wrong with you because you don't like the profession. There are loads of people. I mean, when we started this podcast and we've got some people on our Facebook group now and they're saying, man, I can't wait to be around other people that don't really like the profession. Well, there's going to be a lot of people come in that want to love the profession too. But, but there are so many people I'm telling you, as I'm out talking to attorneys, the vast majority of them are saying to me, man, what is wrong with me? And I'm like, there's yeah. nothing wrong with you. There's nothing. There's wrong. something wrong with the profession that you chose. <laughs> so, so I mean, it's you know, not you. I, I think your point about a signal is great, and I talk about this. We're going to get into it again later as we talk more in depth about leaving. But one thing that I that I talk about with clients is to admit sometimes that law school was a mistake yeah. in going. And it's not supposed to make us feel bad. It's actually supposed to kind of relieve us of that weight. And I think that. This is crazy. Run with me, everyone. But if you look at depression as that signal, if we were to kind of flip it in a in a in a productive way, I won't say positive, but in a productive way, you know, what this is really telling you is what you just said, Adam, is here's an opportunity for you to unpack. Let's unpack all that's going on, because I get this nice little box of me as an attorney and so on. If we unpack it, we look at everything that you just said. Why did I go to law school? Mm. 
Did I go because of society or because I saw it on TV or because of my parents? Why did I do all of this stuff? And it's really hard, but you find these answers to things that can give you the issue. Iraq again, right? Like the answer to the issue of, so that's why I'm so depressed is because I'm doing something that I did for other people or I'm doing something that I'm not connected with. I'm doing something I'm not good at, right? And so I really think, I love your idea about this being a a signal. I'm gonna use that because if you can get beyond the pain of it or at least kind of put the pain over for a second and really look at what this is telling you, it's telling you to to try and find answers or just more or just raise more questions that can really kind of get to who your true self is and and a new path that you can take. Yeah, I like the the idea that law school might have been a mistake for people because when I look back at law school, I knew it was a mistake after the first year, but I, I was like, wait a minute, I already got student loans. I'm sitting there in, in the end of my first year going, holy shit, what did I get myself into? And, uh, same, uh, same and But I, I said, well, I'm here, and what am I going to do if I leave? And so I think a lot of us got to that point where you're in law school, and, and even when you graduate from law school, I'm sitting there studying for the bar, and I'm going, what in the F is this shit that I'm studying? Why is it that I'm not learning more about real life? And this is part and parcel of one of the reasons why we're doing this podcast is to help teach people about real life, being a lawyer, and yeah, in the business aspects of it too, because we're not taught this stuff. But you know, Adam, I want to jump in. I was don't forget your thought, but I, I I will never forget. I keep a journal, and I remember in 1990. Eight, I think it was. I was in a might have been ninety nine. My last year before, I was in a criminal procedure class, and I'm. I just don't know what I'm doing. I don't like it. I'm bored. I am depressed. Yeah. And I'll never forget what I wrote to myself. My confidence is on fumes. Yeah. Is on fumes. Yep. I was and and I was a very. I've been a very confident person. I've loved my life. High, you know, growing up, high school and college. My confidence was on fumes. Yeah. And I'll never it, forget it, writing that. I look back on law school, and I know it wasn't a mistake. Because it, I did it, <laughs> and and the way I look at the past is it's gone, and and you know it's a stepping stone. Law school was a stepping stone for all of us. So don't feel bad about your choice. And I know this is not what Casey teaches. And I, I, we're going to end this episode here in a minute. There we were expecting to get through a lot more, but there is a lot of poignant parts of this that are very important for you to to think about. But. I feel law school was a stepping stone so that I could get through it, learn how to do it, get to a point where I was an expert at what I did, and then look at using that knowledge. This is exactly what Casey helps people with. Using the knowledge of being a lawyer and having that law school and having the degree and having the bar um, association and, and passing the bar and all that, it is like nothing else that you can have Uh, it's like when you look at doctors, if a doctor wants to go out and use that knowledge in other professions, it doesn't compare to the law school and the being a lawyer experience and the background in it. It doesn't compare because you have so much business acumen in terms of knowing the law. Now, not a lot of business acumen about running a business, but I'm talking about knowing the law in whatever aspect you have learned it and, and, uh, gotten to a point where you know it. Uh, lawyers are very good technicians. Let's put it that way, and and they're they're not very good business people. They're very good at what they do in terms of practicing law. But I don't think it was a mistake for me, and I wouldn't be here teaching any of this stuff if it wasn't for law school. Yeah. So I don't look at it 
other than it was hell. It was living hell for three years. It didn't need to be. It shouldn't be. You know, you look at the the paper chase, and I heard something on a podcast the other day uh, about uh, that paper chase and how they teach you to be lawyers. Well, that's all horseshit as far as I'm concerned. It doesn't have real life in it. It's not. Yeah. And I, I, I would love to see us uh, as a group, as a community, help that problem out. But regardless, let, we're going to end this episode. We ran a little bit long. We're going to continue with uh, early signs you're on your way out in the next episode. And so stick with us here because we've got some other stuff about uncertainty, lack of enthusiasm, and how you can deal with this as a lawyer and see if you are really on your way out. Casey, any parting thoughts on this episode before we end? Um, I'm so happy to have everyone with us. I think you, you, you're totally right, Adam. And uh, we got a lot more coming, particularly around this uh, the early signs on your way out. So uh, please check out uh, the next episodes. Looking forward to seeing you. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks. Thanks, everyone.